This is your host, Tammy Turner, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they've all made their mark on the Disney name. To find out more about the show and other episodes, head to our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Be sure to look below at the show notes in the show more section for links to our Twitter and Facebook pages, including videos and websites mentioned in the following interview. Photos and audio clips that are featured in the show belong to their rightful owners and are used for educational purposes only. All guests' opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, voiceover artist Mark Silverman to the show. Welcome, Mark. Hello. So you're starting off the Tierra Talk Show's month of Halloween celebration this week as we discuss one of the most popular Disney attractions for its 20th anniversary, which is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And so 20 years later, thousands upon thousands of guests have heard you as the voice of Rod Serling in the attraction. So how in the world do you react to that? Well, first, let me congratulate you on on pronouncing his name correctly. About 70% of people that bring this up to me will say, Rod? Rod Sterling. Oh, you're the Rod Sterling voice. And I'm so happy when people say it right. I I think about this all the time. It's truly just a very surreal thing to think about how many millions and millions of people around the world have sat high in the air in pitch darkness and heard my voice and then screamed and fell. You know, it really is incredible. When the ride opened, like a couple years later, I remember waking up early in the morning and Hillary Clinton was on C-SPAN and she's talking about something about Disney and all of a sudden she's talking about riding the Tower of Terror and I'm lying there in bed watching this thinking there was a time when the First Lady was sitting up in a elevator hundreds of feet in the air listening to my voice with Secret Service men around her And it's such a weird feeling. I mean, it's an interesting question you bring up because everybody from, you know, Hillary Clinton to Hillary Duff to Mike Tyson, I mean, everybody's been on that. So it is a very interesting thing to ponder. I'm just wondering, how did you hear about this audition for the voice of Rod Serling in this attraction? Well, years ago, I had become a voice actor and I had an agent who wasn't doing much for me. And my phone rang, and it was a friend of mine, a friend of the family's, and he called and said his agent was looking for a Rod Serling voice for a Disney World attraction. And I thought, wow. And I I remember the first thing I thought was I couldn't quite connect Rod Serling and Twilight Zone to a Disney attraction. It didn't really make any sense. (laughs) But whatever the case may be, I ran down to this office in Beverly Hills, And I remember reading it to this woman. It was like her first day on the job as an agent, and she didn't even have any equipment. It was like a big tape recorder ghetto blaster thing, they used to call them, with a big microphone from Radio Shack or something. And I remember just reading, You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. Just like that. And I really didn't think much of it. I had kind of done a Rod Sterling impression as a teenager, 
because I love Twilight Zone so much. And my own voice is sort of like that anyway. So I really didn't have to put on much. And after I did it, I remember this agent woman saying that was really so like she got very excited and I really didn't think much of it. These jobs are very difficult to get. So you don't really if once you start auditioning a lot, you realize how hard the odds are you know, to get these things. So you kind of build up this this wall where you don't really think about getting the job once you do the audition. And weeks and weeks passed, and I didn't think about it, and I just assumed I didn't get it. And then I get an answer message from this woman that I auditioned with, and she says, oh, they really loved it at Disney. Now they want to see you at Imagineering. And I thought, wow, imagine. I never, I never even been in the building. So <laughs> now I was just excited to get there, you know. So after a series of auditions, it came down to just me and one other guy, and I wanted it far more than that guy. I wanted it. It was like Rocky training for a fight. I mean, this was such a part of me at this point. And they told me after that last audition that I got it. And that was that. It went to Carol Serling, his widow. And she made the, you know, they gave her like the top choices. And I was already there at the top. And she approved it and said yes. And that was that. I went to the big premiere in Walt Disney World at the Disney MGM Studios. It was like a huge red carpet event. So there were thousands of people and fireworks and celebrities and press from all over the world. So I wrote it with all these people. And I remember just being knocked out by it. I had no idea what to expect because I had only seen a few drawings. So, But when you get there and see how you know magnificent this thing is, it was such a dramatic experience for me, I can't even tell you. And then when I heard my voice coming out, it was, I mean, it, it really was one of the most satisfying feelings of my life. Do you still get that satisfying feeling when you go into traction, even to this day? Every time. But I finally got the chance to meet you at the 2013 D23 Expo last year, and you were a part of an amazing voiceover panel along with BJ Ward and Corey Burton and all these amazing talents who are always behind the microphone instead of being visually seen. How much fun was that just to spend like an hour with these amazing people and then a half an hour afterwards just signing and meeting the fans? It, that was really great. We got to hear Pete Renaday do his Abraham Lincoln voice, which was incredible. Made you, I didn't want to say anything. I was sorry. It was a tough act to follow, let me tell you. But it was great to be up there. And I was up there with my friend Corey Burton. He, he's unbelievably talented. And it was great just being up there with all those people. And I loved watching B.J. Ward read the uh, People Mover script. Was, I mean, that was just you know, hearing that voice so much and then seeing her, which, which is amazing. And I guess that's why people like to hear me do the Tower of Terror dialogue, because you've heard this voice your whole life. I mean, some people, you know, are, are 20 years old and that ride's been there their whole life, which is hard for me to think about, you know, because I did it when I was 29 years old. So then you realize people that are 20 that's been around their whole life. Like when I was um, 20 years old, it felt like the Matterhorn had been there like 500 years, you know. So I understand that whole excitement about that, and I have that too. So watching B.J. Ward do the uh, People Mover and Pete Renaday do Lincoln and listening to Corey Burton read the tram narration, it was 
incredible for me. Now, there was a Disney Channel TV movie based on the ride starring Steven Gutenberg. What are your thoughts about it? It's fine. Well, they didn't, um, you know, put in any kind of a Twilight Zone story to it. It, nothing, it was just about a haunted elevator with no Twilight Zone connection. So, you know, I would have liked it better had there been a Twilight Zone connection because I probably would have narrated it. But it was fine. It was a, I still see I saw it on sale at Target yesterday. No way. I, I love I love that they still sell it in the shop after the ride. I really enjoyed it. It was the first movie that Disney did about it, a theme park right. attraction. The, so. the best the best scene in that movie is when Kirsten Dunst goes into the boiler room like she's like in the kitchen area and sees the little ghost girl singing raining for it. I that love was the that. best. What other projects have you done since Rod Serling's voiceover for the Tower of Terror? After I did Tower of Terror I did a lot of different things. There was one of the most interesting things that I did. They were the Walt Disney Restoration Department. They restore movies, you know, and they they were restoring a movie called The Happiest Millionaire. Before that scene was put back in, in 1997, they found that scene in a vault. It won't be long till Christmas. The problem was it had no audio track. So they had to get three actors to revoice Tommy Steele, Greer Garson, and Fred McMurray. I had watched a lot of My Three Sons as a kid. So I know how to uh, talk like Fred McMurray. They had an audition. Remember I told you how hard it is to get voice work. I knew I was going to get this job because I knew nobody was going around uh, talking like Fred McMurray. And I do the audition and like two days later the phone rings in the morning and I knew it was what it was going to be. And I answer and they say, Mark, they want you at Disney Studios. So if you watch that movie, the last two scenes of the movie, I'm the uh, voice of uh, Fred McMurray. Uh, it was the last movie that Walt personally supervised where he'd walk on the set and everything. So getting to restore that was a real honor for me. And they had a big screening at Disney with the restored version. And I'm sitting there, this is 1997, and I'm when my scene's about to come on, I'm sinking down in my seat. I'm so nervous. I'm sweating, thinking that all of a sudden Fred McMurray will talk like this, you know, and everybody would notice, and they'd, I, but they didn't. It was fine, and I felt really good about it. Richard Sherman was a friend of my father's, and I used to go to parties when I was a teenager, and Richard Sherman would be there, so I'd have so much fun talking to him. So then it, be, it was really great when I got to restore that movie and he was there at the premiere and everything. And that was really extra fun for me. Now for some Halloween questions. What is your favorite Halloween candy? I love candy. I love chocolate, but I love a little fun-sized Snickers. And what is your least favorite Halloween candy? I don't like uh, sweet tarts or licorice. Your favorite Halloween song? I was working in my lab late one night when my aunt, you know, Monster Mash. Most embarrassing Halloween costume. I was I was like the king of Halloween when I was a little boy. I, my dad got was a movie producer and actually got me a mask used in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Whoa! So you were a you were a monkey for one year. Uh, yes, I, every year I would walk around with this gorilla mask that was used, I think it was Conquest of the Planet of the Apes was used in, from 1972. 
and I'd wear this every Halloween. Everyone had these funny little masks with a rubber band behind them, you know. I had an actual mask used in one of the Planet of the Ape movies. People would invite me in and take pictures, give me extra candy. It was incredible. And your favorite non-Disney Halloween film? From 1935, Boris Karloff in The Bride of Frankenstein. I have three questions I always ask my guests on the show. I call them the Fab Three questions, the Donald, Goofy, and Mickey questions. We'll start with the Donald question. So as a child, what Disney film would you always like to watch over and over again? Oh, I don't even have to think about that one. The movie I call Walt's Masterpiece, and that would have to be from 1940, Pinocchio. It's not only my favorite Disney movie. It's in my top three favorite movies of all time. It's such a part of me. I, I got books and toys and little trinkets. I, got, I collect stuff. You know, Dick Jones, who passed away a few months ago, voice of Pinocchio. I knew him in the last few years of his life, and I would just tell him how that movie is so special to me. I think I drove him crazy. I'd say, you got to believe me. I'm, I love this movie more than anybody. And he would <laughs> sign me autographs on my, on my Pinocchio books. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that movie is the greatest animated movie ever made. So now our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Well, let's see. It's, it would either be Jiminy Cricket or Baloo. So our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, when You Wish Upon a Star. Like a bold out of the blue... Fate steps in and sees you through and you wish upon a star your dreams come true. How'd you like that? That was amazing. <laughs> Thank I'm you. giving you a standing ovation over here. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Of course I am. <laughs> you didn't think I you didn't think I could reach those high notes, did you? They're hard. They're even hard for females to hit. So I know, but you know, it's the opening scene of Pinocchio, the credits are on and you hear the song, and then when it gets to that point, like a bull you see Jiminy sitting there on top of these books and he's singing and he takes his hat off. Yeah, it's the most beautiful moment. It's uh, that movie to me is the most special thing. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun talking about Tower of Terror and also Pinocchio. Do you have any other projects that are coming up that you'd like to mention on the show for our listeners to check out? Well, I played a few voices in the Lego video game. I play Abraham Lincoln for a few scenes. And if you go to Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, there's a game you could play, like a scavenger hunt, called Treasures of the Seven Seas. And I'm a few voices in that. I play a Spanish pirate. Foolish pirates. <laughs> and a few pirates of us there. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is exciting. So happy Halloween to you, Mark. Tammy, it was a lot of fun. I do appreciate it. Thank you.
That door is opening once again, and this time, it's opening for you.